Hey Siri, what's the worst that could happen if I use a Ouija board? There is no scientific evidence that Ouija boards actually contact the spirit world, or that a spirit world even exists. Though many experts warn that making contact with spirits through such a device creates a gateway to a dimension in which negative energy thrives, sometimes resulting in unwanted attention from powerful spirits, which could ultimately end in terror, energy attachment, or demonic possession. Have a fun time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. You are about to enter a world that blurs the line between fact and fiction, where truth is clouded by imagination. Five stories. Some are real. Some are fake. Join us as we play along with a television cult classic and go beyond, beyond belief. Hello and welcome to Beyond Beyond Belief, episode number 38. I'm Jesse Chapman. With me as always, Chris Newth. Hey guys. <laughs> Are you drinking wine? I'm drinking wine already. Mid-intro. And Tiffany Prasivka. Hey there. <laughs> Today, we are reviewing Season 4, Episode 6 of Beyond Belief, Factor Fiction, which was a 1990s TV show hosted by Jonathan Frakes that featured five stories that defied explanation, some based on real events, others totally fake. In our show, we'll summarize those stories, make our own predictions as to which are fact and which are fiction, and at the end, we'll find out the truth together. You don't even have to know what Beyond Belief is. If you like strange stories, you'll like our show. Today on our show, we actually have two guest hosts joining us today, Joe Dolce. Joe, welcome to Beyond Beyond Belief. Thank you for having me. And Jamie Gall. Jamie. Hi. Hello. Thank you guys for joining. It's exciting to have two totally different people unfamiliar with the show. But we, I think we both agreed that we're going to go home to our respective houses and watch all yeah. the rest of the episodes. Oh, yeah. great. Absolutely. I have yeah. a four in the morning call. <laughs> Everything that happens. You said you were like, you were already texting people like, okay, we yeah, have to watch this. Yeah, I texted my, my two best friends and I was like, you guys got to watch this crazy show I'm doing a podcast about. Yeah, it's on Amazon. And so it's it's definitely a an infectious cheesiness you know what it is though it's the game aspect that draws me so much to it it's like the idea of playing this thing and seeing how much i get right yeah that's it's an easy it's fun it's it's just friends and like totally drinking game it could be just a challenging game yes i was gonna ask you guys before we get we usually ask people when they come on the show well people don't even know who these people are we should tell people oh yeah go ahead joe you Uh work in late night talk shows i do you're uh, mm-hmm. a funny guy. Um, <laughs> I'm about as funny as one of the comedians we're going to talk about later, later <laughs> today. Yeah, so. yep. the, <laughs> yeah. the sit-down comedian, as they yeah. called him. He is a trooper. And Jamie, speaking of comedians, you are a uh, comedian at UCB, mm-hmm. and you perform around the town. Oh, yeah, all over. Yeah. I'm offended that you said people don't know who these people are. I mean... <laughs> Not that they would, but you're like, they have no idea who these no, people no, no, no. are. These nameless me- people. Yeah. yeah, no no one knows. He meant yeah. like emotionally. Oh, yeah, like oh, I want oh, I want oh, people okay, to get okay. to know the, the real essence you. essence of Jamie yeah. and Joe. Fair. Yeah, That's Jamie fair. and Joe. I mean, you guys are starting your morning talk show on ABC uh-huh. soon, yeah. right? Beyond Belief. So yeah. we're watch out for <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Kind of copied our idea a little bit then. Yeah. Wait, it's say. called Beyond Beyond Belief? It's a working title. Yeah. Well, this isn't copyrighted. No, we've not copyrighted any of it. No, it's it's true. Where do you guys, before we get into dive into these stories i'd be curious to know where you stand in terms of your level of skepticism about the world yeah on one end there's uh me you know yeah there's chris i i see ghosts every night right chris i see ghosts every night news (laughs) (laughs) nickname we've you know we coined it and then there's me on the other end that's i believe and tiffany 
I think that's fair to say. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's a Tiffany might be like if you lined us all up, there's definitely like shades. Yeah. Yeah. You know? No, I'm like mostly Jesse, but then every once in a while my gut kind of brings me momentarily to Chris's side and then I scurry back to Jesse really fast. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. That sort of thing. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> but so, I do have a little bit of Fox Mulder in me where I want to believe. But sure. I but I just don't. So what about you guys? Like uh I'm interested to see if what James' answer is because I that will change yours. Well, I think it's appropriate that I'm opposite you on the table because ah. I feel like that's far end of the spectrum that I am. Okay, I, I'm very much the skeptic. I think don't believe in anything. Uh, there's yeah, no such just, thing as something don't believe after in death. truth. Don't I, believe in justice. Nothing. Yeah, nothing. Um, I think it's. I don't. I was trying to think about like any kind of supernatural experiences that I, I have had in my life, and nothing major really came to mind. And I don't know if that's. Because you, know, you don't believe or because... Yeah, I, yeah I, sure. I don't, I don't know which one informs the other, really. I mean, I've I've always been the skeptic, maybe as like a defense mechanism to try to, like, I don't know. I'll, maybe like, you've crack had jokes such intense supernatural trauma that you've just repressed it all. Maybe. And it's just like, it's gone. <laughs> this know? is not going to be a fun show, then. We're going to bring all that up. <laughs> yeah, this is basically a supernatural therapy talk show, guys. Welcome. Jamie, please it's cheaper than tell me therapy. you believe <laughs> like I'm I do. I'm much more on your side. Oh, thank I, God. Sure, which is fun. That's great. <laughs> that I, is fun. It is one of those things where I'm always like, I don't believe it. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But then like, uh, I get scared really easily. So like, I'll watch something like, maybe not like this. But <laughs> <laughs> I'll watch something and I'll be like, oh, I'm going to sleep in my bathroom light on tonight. Or I, I just, yeah, I, I feel like there can't just be us like i heard this one on the radio the other day talking about ufos and i was like that is crazy and then i was also like is it is it <laughs> is it could be i don't know we don't know i'm i'm intrigued by it all i don't profess to say i don't i don't i don't i don't go out you're not saying, a professor i'm not a professor you don't have a degree i don't have a degree i'm not a doctor i i don't know either i i kind of agree with you i'm i'm sort of like but i'm so open-minded about it that some of these stories, uh, I'll just, yeah, I'll believe them. Well, like you're saying, I don't have any experiences, but in college, I took a class called How to Think About Weird Things, which was like, they, we talked about like Bigfoot and like UFOs and. Back in um, my day, I had like English one. I know. Oh, no, no, no. I tested <laughs> out of English for my AP classes. <laughs> and you got to take this class when you tested out of English? <laughs> I tested I like, out of How to Think About Weird Things. Yeah, <laughs> what did you have to take? <laughs> just like a psych class. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. That's why you're so balanced. Yeah. But it was like, I mean, it, and the teacher was for sure crazy, mm-hmm. like full on weird. But it was so interesting to like, even, I think it's also there's just like that sort of fantasy element of like okay i'll believe in it great yeah i mean you 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 are aware that that was not a real class and that person just walked in off the street yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, it took place in an elevator it was just me but i was like college is cool it was one day <laughs> yeah everybody needs an internship yeah, yeah, yeah. I, got a, I got a b <laughs> and then you still somehow got a b in a non-real my, class you couldn't even get an a mm-hmm. brought my gpa down wasn't able to get into good grad schools because of it but yeah. you know what college is fun yeah you know it's just a good time well guys with that let's launch into these stories today we've got five beyond belief stories and the first one is called the dorm hi did you hear about the campus alert no what alert there's a stalker he attacked some girl from palmer hall last night what yeah she went out alone to get something to eat he dragged her into the bushes over by the fountain she's in the hospital now but they think she's going to be okay that's horrible the residence assistants are handing out these air horns and cans of mace to everyone. Don't forget to lock your doors. Speaking of college classes, uh, Jonathan Frakes intros this segment saying that this character is about to major in Terror 101. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Not as scary as 201. But. 
product. <laughs> well, I mean, the, the workload increases. I mean, it's like the same work, but they just double down. I'm going to go ahead and give the story summary for this one. This is the dorm. Sandy Miller, she's a new freshman at college, when another student, Dawn, knocks on her door and explains that a girl was almost killed by an attacker. That is loose on campus. Be careful, she says. The man is still out there. Well, later, Sandy's working on her term paper in the computer lab. She's losing track of time and ends up walking back super late alone. And, of course, the attacker, out of nowhere, uh, jumps her and grabs her from behind. Sandy, meanwhile, turns into Jackie Chan (laughs) and knows all this karate, kicks the guy's ass, and uh, she's never been trained in karate. So how does she know how to do this? The police show up. They arrest the man. And the next day, there's a knock on Sandy's door. It's a woman who was the mother of the girl that used to live in Sandy's dorm room. And she reveals that her daughter died a few months back in a car accident. And wouldn't you know it, she was a black belt in karate. So this story is asking us to believe, is it possible that somehow the spirit or the essence of this girl that died who lived in the same dorm room uh, was imbued upon this woman in a a moment of uh, panic? Guys, what do you think? One of the things that bothered me the most about this story at the end when the mom was like, oh, like, yeah, my daughter did know karate. How did you know? And then the girl goes like, oh, just guessing. And I'm like, I'm sorry, this woman's daughter died, supposedly saved you with her knowledge of karate. And you won't even tell the mom like, oh, I think your daughter (laughs) saved my life. Like, we have a lot more to discuss, but that really infuriated me. I thought that was very inconsiderate. This mom's weird enough to come back to like just chill in her daughter's dorm. And like, you can't like, she's going to probably, she's probably going to be excited. Yeah. That that maybe her daughter's like spirit is here or whatever. It would have been such a sweet moment. Like, why didn't the writers just make it up and put it there? Like, I don't know. Anywho, that was my, maybe because it was real and she didn't actually do it. Oh, interesting. Yo, uh, Jamie, the point you brought up where, why is the mom coming back? If you lose your daughter, like the last place you would think to go is like back to the dorm. They try to make it make sense where she's like, she always loved this room. And then yeah. there was some storyline about the room being special. I I, didn't, oh. I don't know if I bought that. The mom that would was come back. Strange Ridiculous. I, I think it was just really, she was just explaining to us what an introvert was. She's like, I feel so good <laughs> when I'm in my room. And it's warm and cozy. And I don't want to go outside. I'm like, yeah, that's just like what it is now when you have Netflix. And yeah, like, <laughs> exactly. It's the, the same world. thing. It's not that weird. Also, I love that you're like, the whole point of this story is like, could this girl be like, possessed by this karate chick or like could a woman just beat up a guy (laughs) like Like it must have been a supernatural reason for her to be able to do this a woman defending herself gotta be a ghost (laughs) fiction yeah i I love that when the girl uh shows up to tell her that there's an attacker on the loose joe's like why is this girl smiling telling her this she was she had this creepy smile yeah she was like there's an attacker i i legitimately thought when we were watching it i was like are they doing some kind of like rush prank on her that's what my brain i was like oh there's not actually an attacker on the loose this is a whole thing to make the nerdy girl feel like weird Uh or like play some joke on her also they called him a stalker which my question was like can you be someone's stalker if you don't know them and you only attack them once i I say no Mm, i don't think so like stalker i was like that feels like a big word right attacker is what they should have exactly that's what was an assailant on the assailant i like the term assailant my my issue with this story as someone who believes in ghosts you believe in stalkers in, and I believe oh, yeah. in stalkers too. Again, I'm skeptical. I don't believe stalkers are real, guys. <laughs> 
um, is that I've never heard of a situation where a ghost helps someone in the form of giving them some kind of superhuman strength or skill that they didn't have before. Right. I, I just don't know if I buy that. Yeah. You haven't seen Ghost? You haven't seen where he shows her how to make pottery? <laughs> <laughs> so this ghost came from behind her and lifted her arms each time Maybe. to like throw each punch and then like lifted know. her kick would, to roundhouse him. I would love to see the what we couldn't see yeah. is the ghost doing that like a marionette puppet. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie's miming the marionette. Yeah. You guys can't see it, but it's it. it's great. Her I'm object do a work lot of was stuff fantastic. That you can't see. <laughs> <laughs> great right. for podcast work. Yeah. Great for podcast. All right, guys, let's move on to predictions. First up, Chris, fact or fiction? Okay, so the problem is when I wrote, I'm very superstitious. So when I wrote down my answer for the story, I naturally just wrote down fact. But I honestly believe it's fiction, so I'm going to go fiction. Tiffany, I'm also going to go fiction. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'll go next. I always score low on this podcast because I get hung up on the weirdest stuff, and I'm going to do it again. I just don't see a scenario in which a mom would come back and visit a dorm room. That's the weird thing to me, and that's overriding every other. I would be more likely to believe a ghost taught someone karate than to think that a mom would come back and visit a dorm room. So I am also going to go fiction. Jamie? I think that some people like lose kids and like really like go crazy. Like, if I lost my dog, I would visit everywhere that he'd ever been. So I guess I get that. But I don't know. I'm going to say that it's fact or true. Joe. I think uh, there's just too many. You mentioned the mom. I agree with Jesse. There's just too many, like, unbelievable details. Like, that they would just hand out pepper spray to each student in Ziploc bags. Like, here you go. Good luck. That's fair. So That's a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm going to say fiction. (laughs) Okay. Fiction for Joe. So we've all made our predictions. There is one more prediction we'd like to make for each story, which is the prediction of random chance. I'm going to flip a coin. Heads is fact. Tails is fiction. And we do this to see if we can actually just beat a coin flip. Okay. We'll find out at the end. Here we go. Coin is going to predict fiction for this story, and we are going to move on to Everyone's Against You, Jamie. And then we're going to move on to story number two, which is called The Child Artist. Oh, is that your little granddaughter? That's Tanya. Oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. Looks like she found something. Oh, you want to keep it? All right. How much do you want for the chalkboard? Oh, the antique chalkboard? Uh... No, I mean the old piece of junk chalkboard. Five dollars. I'll give you 50 cents. Sold. Chris, you're going to give us a story summary here. What happened? Yeah, so this story is uh, about a grandmother whose name is Ruth, and she's babysitting her two-year-old granddaughter, Tanya, because her mom, Dawn, is sick with the flu. So Dawn heads home, gets some rest. Ruth is out in the town. She stops by a garage sale. Um, When Tanya reaches out, and picks out this tiny little chalkboard. And Ruth decides that she should buy it for her because Tanya seems obsessed with it. So Tanya's playing with it for the rest of the night, scribbling nonsense onto the board. And then suddenly Ruth looks over and in the middle of the scribbles is written the message, save mommy. So that causes Ruth to go check out her daughter's house and check on her. When she does, she realizes that there's a gas leak that was in the house. Ruth is, um, sorry, Dawn is unconscious, and uh, Ruth pulls her outside to safety. And then we are not sure how, in the end, that ended up happening because Tanya was unable to read and write because she's too young. Yeah, but she's way too young. She's like one and a half, two years old. So, yeah, this story is asking us to believe is it possible that 
uh, someone who doesn't even know the alphabet can basically scribble a message that is uh, ends up saving someone's life. Could it have been? My theory is that the grandmother is kind of, you know, just looking at this scribbles and maybe she has some kind of psychic premonition or something. Maybe she sees something in the scribbles that looks like save mommy, but isn't exactly those words. And Which that's is what, what the chalkboard looked like. It, would, mm-hmm. it was horrible writing. Yeah, <laughs> it was really bad. Yeah. Well, yeah, Chris, you did say there, there was a line there where she was like, you know, then my mother's intuition kicked in. Yeah. And it was like, no, you read save mommy. That's not <laughs> intuition. That's just like reading text. And so maybe you're right. Maybe there is this kind of thing where it's like there was no real, you know, clean message that she just kind of like saw it in her mind or just maybe she felt something you know that's kind of where i'm at with it yeah i agree i kind of uh, this is where the percentage of truth kind of comes in of how much of this is actually true in terms of the timing in terms of the message i mean it literally could have been a picture of something that kind of looked like the mom or she scribbled words that almost looked like mom and then people got a bad feeling and Jesse, like you always say, there are so many times where you get bad feeling about something and nothing's wrong, but you keep retelling the story of when something's actually wrong. Right. You don't remember the times yeah. when nothing happened. Like, oh, I have a bad feeling and you call and they're like, I'm, I'm good. And you're like, oh, well, I'm not going to commit that to memory. That's not a compelling yeah. story. You're not telling that story at dinner. I mean, are we to believe that they're trying to say the chalkboard has some sort of like ghostly properties? Mm-hmm. It's like a, a chalkboard mm-hmm. from some other fam. Like, I don't I, even. I did kind of get the sense that maybe they were trying to say that a spirit or something came from the afterlife to warn to the, like, I don't know. There was something about that. That's why I felt like they pushed that. But I also think a writer just really liked garage sales. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Cause they literally like the, the grandmother's narration literally is like, I gave her this chalkboard and she like, didn't seem like herself. Yeah. And then which we right. talked about when we watched it, it was like the grandma was like, watch television. And the girl uh, the kid was probably like, finally, like art. I can like not be set in front of a TV. Like this is great. <laughs> right. And yeah, also you, like it's a new toy and it's a kid. Of course they're focused on it. Like they won't want it tomorrow, but like like this also the mom was hundred percent trying to kill herself. So I'm sure that like, <laughs> Right. That's whatever. the other thing that's we're not thing. talking yeah. about. We're not talking about that. But like, his mom's suicide plan yes. was <laughs> was thwarted by a chalkboard. Yes. Yeah. I I was also kind of hoping that the, you know, the grandmother would show up and like save the mom, but like really she's just like fucking the neighbor next door. (laughs) You know, that would have been a great save mommy from, you know, (laughs) rampant, rampant, yeah, (laughs) save mommy (laughs) for that day. (laughs) I, yeah, I believe there are a lot of things in this story that are clear. Like we, we know that mom was trying to commit suicide. We know that grandma's obsessed with yard sales (laughs) and blames it on uh, Tanya. For wanting to go to yard sale, we all know the truth behind all of this. It's very simple to me. I I, yeah. I feel like I know what I'm going to vote it's for. It's true. Well, let's go ahead on to predictions. First up, Joe, fact or fiction? It is a little bit more. There's like a kernel of truth that they built a little bit of a spookiness mm-hmm. around. And so maybe this girl was acting weird and it led the grandmother to realize, oh, I haven't heard from the mom in a little while. Let me call her up. And so I'm going to say uh, it is loosely based on fact. Tiffany. Yeah, I feel like this is just a story that got embellished through many, many retellings. I'm sure that the grandmother told to everybody she knows. So I'm going to say fact. Yeah, I'll go next. I I feel similar to what you guys are saying. It really just feels to me like there's one source for this story, which is the grandmother. She could just kind of say whatever she wants. I kind of really hate one source stories. (laughs) And I tend to think that they could easily be fact because it's just one person just saying like, yeah, this happened to me. So I'm going to go fact as well. Jamie. You know, grandparents are so proud of their grandkids and she seems like she's like just neurotic. And the mom was already sick. It's not like the mom was like healthy going to work. You know, she already had like the flu. So I'm going to also say based on fact. Chris. 
Remember when my grandma called in and she told a very similar story about essentially saving yeah, someone's true. life by having this weird feeling? And I have a, I, I just get a sense that this is a story about a grandma who just had a feeling. I don't know if the words were written on the chalkboard like that or what, but I think that it happened. So I'm going to say fact. All right. We've all made our predictions. Let's flip a coin. All right. The coin is going to predict fiction and we are going to move on to story number three, which is called The Weatherman. I just got the latest numbers, and they're down again. It's George. I mean, come on, Marty. You gotta let him go. Actually, Brent, we did a focus group, and George isn't the problem. It's your weather reports. They say, and I'm quoting, uh, boring and always the same. If these people want more exciting weather, why don't they move to Minnesota? Look, I don't know what to tell you. If the numbers don't go up, I've been instructed to let you go. Wasn't it Mark Twain that said, everybody talks about the weather, but no one ever does anything about it? He, Jonathan Frakes comes out and says this quote, like, he's asking us if it's Mark Twain. And we're all <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know. Where did you hear it? <laughs> right. Shouldn't you know? Did, should, did they not know? I think Mark Twain's getting quoted, and no, he, I don't think he's saying half the things. You should fact check it, because it probably isn't Mark Twain. Yeah, I think it's, it's definitely a fiction. <laughs> it was Al Gore. <laughs> right, Mark Twain. Al Gore invented the quotes. Yeah. Uh, Tiffany, you're going to give this story summary here. What happened? So we're following Brent Philly, who is a local weatherman and pretty much thinks he's the shit until one day when he gets called into his boss's office and his boss is like, listen, ratings are down and people don't like you. You're the reason the ratings are down. And if you don't get them back up, you're going to be fired. And so Brent went in and started lying on the air talking about crazy weather. And this is in Southern California. It's always boring. And now he's like, there are tornadoes coming in and we're going to have all this rain and a hurricane. And even though it's blatantly wrong, it's getting ratings. And so he actually starts becoming incredibly popular. And so no one seems to care until one day there is a woman who confronts him saying, your news reports led my father to want to weatherproof our house. And he ended up having a heart attack and dying. You killed him. But then later we see a news report that he was killed in a freak car accident and witnesses say that a tornado touched down in Southern California, lifted his car up in the air, and then he was killed on impact. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So this story is asking us to believe, is it possible that a, basically that a weatherman is killed in a completely freak and ironic way, right? Like yeah. this, he was always like claiming tornadoes were going to touch down to get ratings up. And then he died in a tornado accident, which immediately my instinct on this one is I could see this story being told easily, but I can't see it actually being factual based on what we're being told. Does that make sense? People are oh, just yeah. like, Oh yeah, no, I saw a tornado. You know, would a woman come in and accuse him of killing her father? Like that seemed like okay, a that's, little that's bit the of a part push. of the story that I <laughs> don't like the most. It's like this, this woman comes in. I don't understand. First of all, obviously this is so out there that I don't know how I could ever vote fact on this. Does Uh-oh. anyone feel like they're leaning towards that? I am leaning so towards fact. Really? I swear to God. And I'll, do you want to know why? Yes. Okay, well, first of all, I'm like, this woman's father died doing something, and she's like, I need someone to blame it on. I'm going to blame it on this newsman, and like, oh, she's having trouble grieving, and bitch, she's going to therapy, like, whatever. <laughs> but then, like, the car accident, because I literally wrote for my guests, I was like, true, wait, no, what? But I was like, <laughs> <laughs> but like, I think that like, have you, I mean, I've never seen a car flip in real life, but like, depending on like, the weather conditions or like what like if the car flipped there's gonna be a ton of like debris and probably smoke potentially it caught on fire and there was flames like i think that there's total possibility Mm. that this is real yeah i also grew up in california so i'm like i could see people being like i'm into this weirdo who wants to 
Right. Fact. That's interesting. Fact. Fact. Maybe this woman had something to do with his death or something, and that's why she was part of the story to begin with. Well, that's what they said at the end. They were like, did he die? Was there a tornado? Did, or like did this woman's family do something I do like I do like the like the complete tongue in cheek report at the end where the woman's like you know uh, something crazy happened today with one of our own we're down here in the scene right now uh, Brett died <laughs> isn't that weird and the weirdest part <laughs> is that no one else reported tornadoes except Brett isn't that ironic back to you George and it was just like this guy died and she was so callous flippant yeah. about yeah, it so flippant and okay I- my question would be then for you guys wouldn't we have heard about if this were a news weather oh Tiffany and I are already rolling our eyes I know Chris but- always gets caught up in this idea of like wouldn't we have heard about it and it's like no what about you could like YouTube it? Like there's like like I love watching like news bloopers where it's like that's some of that stuff like it's not gonna be national news, but there's some stuff where you're like, this is crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I think that local news is enough of like a it can slip under the radar. It's like, right, it was, like, it was, like CNN Absolutely. or something. They're saying that this happened in LA, but the real story could have happened in like you know, Wichita. Albuquerque. Oh, yeah. that's fair. You know, yeah. so it's like even more unlikely uh to have been heard. Well, let's dive into predictions. First up, Joe, fact or fiction? I was on board all up until this weird death tornado cover-up conspiracy. (laughs) And I think it's ultimately just like the boy who cried wolf, Mm. like too much. Like, Mm -hmm. ah, there's all these tornadoes and now a tornado actually happened and killed me. So I'm going to say it is fiction. All right, I'm going to go next. People claim to see weird shit. So I'm going to go fact. Chris. Yeah, I just don't buy it. Fiction. (laughs) (laughs) Jamie. Fact. It's a fact. Also, I mean, side note, do you guys remember that, that news video where, like, those people claim they saw leprechauns in a tree? And, like, and, what? Like, there was tons no. of people. Oh, you gotta yes. watch it. Tons you of people, like, this. were like, there's the a leprechaun in the tree. And so it's like, you can, like, get a mob to please. It's fact. And then he was killed by leprechauns. <laughs> yeah. All right, <laughs> Tiffany, we're split killed. half down the middle on fact and fiction. What are you going to do? So I feel like this story is too, like, I'm metagaming it, long story short. Mm-hmm. I think it's so crazy that they're saying it because they feel like we're going to go fiction. And then we're going to be like, oh, my God, I can't believe this is fact. So I'm going to go fact, even though I agree with Jesse. This is not actually happening. <laughs> yes. Fact. All right. We've all locked in our predictions. Let's flip a coin. All right. The coin is going to vote fact. And Hell yeah. We are going to move on to story number four. She's so sure about I'm so, it. <laughs> this is the one story I'm so invested yeah. in. Yeah. She's ready. Story number four, which is called Sit Down Comedian. Sean Shepley, Shep Co-Management. Oh, yeah? Hey, I caught your act. I think you're great. Oh, well, uh, congratulations. You got good taste. <laughs> that weird little guy over there. Uh, is he really a manager? Or is he just your wife? He's just my water boy. Yeah, I thought so. Give me a call, kid. You got talent. Don't waste it. Jamie, I love what you pointed out in the beginning of this one where Jonathan Frakes is doing like this fake stand-up set at the beginning. Like, you know, uh, I'll be here all week. Uh, don't forget your waitresses. And then she was like, don't forget your waitresses? Yeah. Isn't it forget to tip your waitress? Yeah. That's the saying. Don't forget to tip your waitress. Yeah. But he's well, he just like, has bad memory. Yeah. He's like, don't yeah. forget them. Like, be nice to them. Don't forget how sad their lives are while you go home to your house. <laughs> yeah. It's, and they have to live that in you a, own. a right. studio yeah. off of Hollywood Boulevard. <laughs> Not that any of us here do. Right. all right uh joe you're gonna give us a story summary what happened here so there's a stand-up comic his name is joe ace grand uh and he's just kind of starting out he's got this manager named nick joe is potentially the worst stand-up comedian we've ever seen oh yeah and he's also a probably worse human being uh and nick is actually a lot funnier than him 
even though he's his manager. Uh, but he just never really got the courage to kind of go up on stage and do stand up himself. So this other manager tells Joe that, you know, I want you to be my client. You've got all this moxie. You need to ditch Nick. And Joe basically backs his car up and hits <laughs> Nick, who kind of tumbles over the trunk and falls and screams and breaks his leg. He winds up in the hospital and he has to get his leg amputated. Uh, and Joe makes this really awful joke about how he can be the sit-down comic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, that's his exit. And uh, Nick takes him up on his advice and he kind of goes on this pretty killer role as a sit-down comedian uh, in his wheelchair. And he is outside of a club. He's signing some autographs from some fans. And when he sees Joe outside, who looks kind of disheveled, and he asks him, like, what's up? And Joe's like, oh, I had to, you know, get out of the game because every time that I did stand up, I had this crazy pain in my left leg. And uh, basically, we're told as they're done uh, that Nick goes back to being a manager and Joe had to have his leg amputated because it was a blood clot. Yes. So the story is asking us to believe, is it possible that that a stand up is such a dick that he ends up uh, suffering the same fate as his manager, basically? Like he was so mean, I guess, that uh, the fates decided that he needed to have his leg amputated as well. And they just gave him a blood clot. Um, This one's crazy. I just call bullshit on this one. Right off the gate. I do. It just, it, it ties up so nicely and it's like... It's convenient, right? It's so convenient, but it also at the same time is really random, which makes me a little nervous. Like maybe this is somehow true, but like even the whole thing about, oh, he ran me over with the car. I just deemed it an accident. It's like, that's not how these things work. Even if it's an accident, no. he ran you over. There's like actual repercussions with that. Like that's, Right. And I also found it sense. weird. Like Chris is always saying, like, wouldn't we have heard about this? I think that they inserted a line here that kind of explains why we wouldn't have heard about this wheelchair comic, which is, you know, I ended up retiring and like being a manager. Wait, so he went back to his previous profession Uh which which doesn't feel realistic to me really like he's like i ended up being a manager and opening my own stand-up club and now i like run a stand-up club for up-and-coming comics and i'm just like is that is there such a thing as a stand-up club for up-and-coming comics like just that's where you go like it just feels like you'd open a stand-up club like there's a lot of details Mm -hmm. feels like if a lot of these details don't make sense does that mean it's just bad writing or does that mean that it's a true story that it is hard to adapt because all the details are true and they're having to kind of fit them mm-hmm. into this framework. Mm-hmm. It's a stretch know. because the idea that he'd be so good at being the stand-up sure. and then give that up seems so weird to me. Also, like the little bits that he did were not that funny. So it's not like he was like <laughs> just doing some like yeah. incredible like Mitch Hedberg stuff where people were like, that's amazing. He was just like, well, Lily Salt, what? I don't know. Like, I was like, oh, that's cute. Yeah, right. it, it was funny because, like, you know, he's supposed to be the funnier of the two, but at the same time, like, the writers don't right. have, like, enough chops to really make his jokes land that <laughs> yeah, well. So yeah. it's like, he's like, you know, at least I'll be dry. And even if I'm unemployed, and you're just like, I guess. But then the audience, like, cracks up at it. And you're like, oh, this is sad. The audience <laughs> in, this, in this, like, part was also just like a bunch of young women with old canoodling with old men <laughs> it's true it was very it was very gross yeah which uh the stand-up comic joe is like you know trying to hit on this woman who's clearly on a date like hey doll face yeah. uh yeah why don't you leave your, your dad is your dad out too late and we're just like this guy's disgusting also if a woman is sitting with her father like that call the police <laughs> call right. someone because that's yeah, gross call somebody <laughs> All right, guys, let's move on to predictions. First up, Jamie, what do you think? Fact or fiction? Ugh, I wrote down, yeah, sure, for my answer. But I'm going to say, um, I'm going uh, to say 
fact. I'm gonna say fact. I'm gonna say fact. I'm gonna okay. say fact. Uh, I'll go next. There's something about this that just feels like not right to me. I can't put my finger on it. There's something in the Hollywoodiness of it all that feels like they just wanted a stand up episode i think so i'm gonna go fiction chris yeah i'm kind of with you i feel like this the writers were like well we haven't done a story about a stand-up comic yet let's do that um so i'm gonna say fiction tiffany it's just too convenient and there are just things it's too many things don't add up so i'm gonna say fiction joe uh i am not a man of conviction so i'm gonna go with the group and say fiction (laughs) (laughs) i am paranoid and i'm just gonna go with the ask the audience (laughs) all right we've all locked in our predictions let's flip a coin all right, the coin is going to predict fiction. Let's go ahead on to story number five, which is called Room 245. Can I help you, ma'am? Where's the prescription bag I just left here? I'm sorry, I don't know what you're talking about. What? But I, I just left it here. It was medicine for my mother. We're in room 245. She's very ill, and I need that medicine. 245? No, I'm sorry. That room is unoccupied. Oh, I really? like Home Alone too. I yeah. think it's better it's than when the first the, it's one. When she calls up Rob Schneider, who's the. Uh, it's 100 percent better than the first one. <laughs> Chris wants to do his own side review show about uh, Home Alone. Oh, I will be two. on that yeah, show. For sure. You call me. All right. <laughs> Let's go ahead and do the story summary. Jamie, what happened here? Okay, so this is room 245, and we've got Rena Dunn and her mom are going on a Florida vacation, and they show up to this hotel, and they don't have her reservation, and she's got a confirmation code. He checks again, and there happens to be a room that opens up, which is room 245. Um, Rita's mom is very sick. We see her – well, we see her being a little bit sick in the in the lobby, and she goes and sits down, and then when they get up to the room, she's full-blown, full-blown sick. <laughs> And she's Rena's taking care of her mom. And she calls the doctor, and the doctor comes up and is like, "Your mom has a bacterial infection. Here's some antibiotics." Great. So uh, Rena goes to get the antibiotics for her mom. She comes back to the hotel, needs change for a cab, gets the change from the front desk guy, um, and then uh, goes back out to the cab, pays him, come back, and the antibiotics that she had set on the front desk are gone. And she's like, asks the guy, like, "Where are the pills that I set here?" And he's like, "I've never seen you before in my life." And she's like, "You checked me in." An hour ago, what are you talking about? I'm in room 245. He's like, room 245 is empty. The doctor walks into the lobby. She's like, doctor, you just saw me. He's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And then so the woman is taken up to the room uh, and her mom is gone and she never sees her mom again. Oh, that's frightening. And then they do this little kind of like um, tag at the end. It's like, uh, by the way, uh, Rena's mother had symptoms of West Nile. And her mm-hmm. theory is that the hotel disposed of her mother's body to cover up the, the the fact that she had West Nile, which is, I guess, very contagious. So they wouldn't lose business during the convention season. Yeah, that's an elaborate explanation. But this, if this is true, this would be the craziest story I've ever heard. The, yeah. it, it, insane absolutely insane <laughs> the fact that yeah, they know. added the extra information at the end though makes me think that it is there's several explanations for this number mm-hmm. one the mom was like fuck this bitch i hate my daughter i'm out of here and mm-hmm. like left and just like changed her identity moved on maybe it was a different hotel maybe the woman did get confused and thought it was one hotel but it wasn't and her mom's body's still lying oh, in that other hotel room just I rotting know. in a hotel room yes somewhere? their yeah. room oh, service is slow you really think this could be just excused as a simple like oh i got the number wrong the room number no wrong? well way. i don't think it's the room number wrong but i feel like you know she could have gone to the wrong hotel and like how do you explain that no one remembers her well, 
Well, they're saying that they're lying, like that they knew who she was and that they're covering it up. That that seems crazy to me, but I think that this again comes back to this like single source story. Let's imagine that there's a crazy woman that just makes this all up. And then like it could be reported as fact because she's claiming it. She's filing a lawsuit. She's like, mm-hmm. my mother was in the hotel room. What if what if she Maybe wasn't? She actually killed her mother and her mother yeah. she mm-hmm. put her in a suitcase at home. I Absolutely. No, I thought Shit. that too during the episode. I was like, what if what if she murdered her mother and is like blaming it on some elaborate crazy story? Mm-hmm. Also, if your mom is sick, why are we going on vacation? You know, like the mom is pretty sick. It's not pretty. <laughs> like she has, she has a flu. Yeah. I know you've been planning this trip to Florida. Right, yeah. you got it. You got it. It's kind of like I don't know. It's just kind of like, slow down. <laughs> <laughs> well, not, um, but it was just like the mom doesn't seem like she. I don't know. My question though with this is the prescription in the pharmacy, and there had oh, to have been those fair. things on file. If you had the actual prescription, yeah, paper. or even just going back to the pharmacy, what did the conspiracy theory also, you know, venture out into the pharmacy down point. the street? Yeah. And that being said, I actually think these sort of weird stories pop up and it kind of has like an urban legendy sort of vibe to me that I feel like had some sort of kernel of truth and it's slowly just become something else over years. Right. But in terms of the real, like whatever really happened, I was like, someone would have gone to that pharmacy and that would have been cleared up. I totally agree with you. This had a very like Norman Batesy, like her <laughs> mom's been dead for years. Right. She's not right, over exactly. it. Like maybe she got <laughs> cut out of the will yeah. and she's like, this is the fourth got, hotel she's done she's this. Trying to across sue. the country, yeah, yeah. that's I, interesting. She gets her Hillary pantsuit and goes in there, like. <laughs> but I, it is. It, I think the more we talk about, it, the more I'm like, this feels like, this feels like a lot. All right, yeah, yeah I'm ready. Well, to. Let's go ahead on to predictions. I'll go first. I I think this is ludicrous, but I think that it's possible <laughs> that someone believes this stuff. So mm-hmm. I am going to vote fact, Chris. Um, I am kind of going with uh, what I'm hearing from Jamie, and I I kind of think that this is all just made up fiction. All right, Jamie. I'm I'm gonna go with fiction. I started we started talking about it. I started to think fact, and I'm like, nope, stick to your guns, fiction. Mm-hmm. Tiffany, I think this is an urban legend, but there's some kernel in there that started the legend, and so I'm gonna go fact. Ooh, all right, Joe, we're split. Where are you gonna go? Uh, I'm self-proclaimed skeptic, but I'm gonna go hard into believing the conspiracy <laughs> aspect of wow. this. This is totally fact. All right, we've all locked in our predictions. Let's flip a coin. All right, the coin is going to vote fiction on this story. And in a minute, we're going to find out which stories were fact and which were fiction. Stay with us. This is uh, Jesse with Beyond Beyond Belief. Kyle and Chris are here with me as well. We are walking over to conduct our Ouija board night. It's time. I it's never time. thought I would be the person to buy crystals and stones, but you guys doing this has forced me to do that. So I bought some protection. You have forced my hand. You have like 15 stones. Was that like $100? How much money did you spend on these stones? It was not $100. Well, what, what is a, that supposed to mean? Was it more than 100 Okay, we're going to walk over. They're waiting on us. Or do you want any of these? Or no? Do you want to hold on to one? So wait, what is this again? This will absorb negative energy. I, I, I read on a plaque in a psychic shop. I feel like I don't want to absorb negative energy. No, it absorbs the negative energy. I don't want it, like, coming towards my direction at all. That's yeah, we're not gonna, we're not going to use them because I don't want it to prevent shield, shield something. Down. You want to be open Yeah, let's, let's, let's experience. I don't want these stones to but prevent. But you have to make sure that you're... 
you're you're putting yourself in an environment where you're asking for positivity. You're asking for like positive spirits. I, I don't plan on asking for negative spirits. Well, yeah, but if you you know believe what Ian said in the previous session, uh, there's no such thing as a positive spirit contacting you through a portal. So wish us luck, and uh, we'll see you in a little bit. There was no good luck coming out of that. Here we go. See you in a bit, Chris. Guarantee you, he's not parked behind me. No, look at this. Chris usually parks behind me in the parking garage, and um, he's on the street because he demanded that I keep the Ouija board in my car. He didn't even park his car behind me. He parked on the street because he doesn't even want to be near my car, which has the Ouija board. Okay. Do you think Chris is going to get any sleep tonight? Probably not. You know, it's funny you mention that. I actually, this is true, I actually had a nightmare last night. Oh, what about? um, (laughs) I was at a Halloween party I was hosting. Okay. And it was like three hours into the party, and there were so many things going on that I hadn't put my costume on, and that was the nightmare. (laughs) And it was like terrifying. It was like the naked dream where you're anxious and you're freaking out, but instead of not having clothes, you just don't have your costume on. It was a very grounded nightmare. Okay, okay well, there were no serial killers. Your there life no... is a <laughs> yeah, very. I'm doing yeah. That, that's the worst. If that's the worst thing, that that's, the worst that's thing? a nightmare. That's, like, that's the worst thing my brain can manifest. <laughs> you know, I didn't have my costume on. <laughs> I was hosting. <laughs> Ooh. Old school doorbell. That is creepy. What is it? Hello. And welcome to my apartment. <laughs> we are ready. Yeah, I can tell. Where's Tiffany? Is this thing on? Is Tiffany here? Um, yeah, she's actually, some, some car has blocked her in for oh, like the no. entire day and she's furious. So she's like writing a letter right now and like. Oh yeah, you're going to write a letter. She was, here's, here's her Walter White in her. She was trying to figure out ways to set off the alarm. In the other car, she's like, what do I do? I like, I don't know. She set off her alarm and she just stood there in the dark waiting for someone to think it was their car. She's man. Like, what? Oh, she's God. Okay, well, here we are. Oh, man. What did you find? I think this is the best article we can do is the wiki how... <laughs> How to use the Ouija board safely. Let's do it. I mean, this is as legitimate as using a Hasbro board is going to be. Okay, let me read the little introduction. Ouija boards can be fun and exciting way to connect with spirits, but when used improperly, you can invite very negative, unwelcome spirits into your home or worse, attract demonic entities. This article will show you how to use a Ouija board safely. Rule number one, find a quiet place with no distractions. (laughs) Places in nature such as... Mark keeps opening cabinets in the background. (laughs) Okay. Places with happy memories. Do you guys have happy memories in your apartment? No. Oh, okay. Well, moving on to number two. Do not use a Ouija board in your home. (laughs) If you connect with an evil spirit, (laughs) you may get negative energy in your home. This will affect your dreams and day-to-day life. Fortunately, you guys are moving when? Uh, two weeks. Yeah. But, again, does it cling to us? <laughs> okay. It's Num- ambiguous, Mark. It's ambiguous. <laughs> I got a light tea light candle. Number three. Burn lavender incense. 
Maybe that was the wood Chris had. It's just ghosts are not a fan of Ooh, lavender. Draw a circle around you and the board using some sea salt. Mark, do you have any sea salt? Oh, only from the deadest of seas. What the fuck does that mean? I don't know. I think he killed somebody. Salt from the deadest of salt. Five, consider cleansing your board, especially if you have not used it for a while. What does that mean? Like wiping it down with like a 409? Get the Lysol. Um, Get the Lysol. Sprinkle some rose water over the board while saying a simple protective prayer. And uh, Jesse, what is that? Oh my, my God. That, that legitimately, <laughs> for, a, for about a second and a half, I was like, what was that? Mark had tea on the stove and I was like... <laughs> oh my god. Wait, so is this Am this, I the one opening it up? I'm not opening it up. This is a beautiful box. It yeah. it is a it is an original So we got the Ouija box, guys. It is two or more players. Okay, check. Classic and box. Age eight plus. And it's for the entire family. Is it? Okay. <clears throat> How does the Ouija board work? Whether you call it Ouija or Ouija, the Ouija board spells fun. <laughs> How to play. Sit opposite your partner with the board between you and your fingers lightly touching the message indicator. One of you asks a question. Now concentrate very hard on the matter at hand and wait for the indicator to move and begin to reveal the answer through its message window. If nothing happens at first, try asking another question. Allow one to five minutes for an answer to come. Will it give you a number? One to five minutes? An answer. Five minutes? This is totally not how it happens in movies or no TV definitely shows. not 30 wow. seconds at most uh ouija it's only a game isn't it this is my first time playing Th- this is my first time as well yeah me too so wait none of us have done this before Can I take it out take it out set it on the table Ooh, it's solid you're right it feels like two or three scrabble boards put together Guys, the entirety of the instructions are on the back of the box. Uh, wait, do we do all of our hands? I yeah. think so. Okay. Seems like a lot of hands. So we're... <laughs> okay. And we just wait, or do we ask questions now? I think we ask a question. The candles are lit. There are three humans in this room. Is there anyone else in this room? That's next week on Beyond Beyond Belief. Which stories were fact and which were fiction? First up, first story. This one is called The Dorm. This is a story about Sandy, who was possessed by the spirit of her former doormate who died in a car accident and knew a lot of karate. Thank you, uh, former doormate. Jamie, you think this actually happened? You think this is fact? Mm -hmm. Everyone else thinks this is fiction. Let's find out what the truth is. Is this a true story? It's a figment of a writer's imagination. Mm. Fiction. Feels good to get it right. Jamie, how do you feel? Bad. Yeah. <laughs> like a weak woman like this woman. <laughs> Terrible. No, she's I'm a like, black belt. I'm pretty, I'm like, yeah, in a writer's mind. Right. <laughs> oh, right, exactly. I'm, like, I'm, a, I'm not going to lie, I'm like a little mad. <laughs> well, the thing is, it's always hard when you get the first one wrong. Yeah. Because then it feels like you're just so deflated. Well, it was everyone against everyone. Right, right. right. Wrong. All right, let's go on to story number two, The Child Artist. This is the one about the little girl Tanya who can't read or write, but can spell save mommy somehow. And uh, it ends up saving mommy. Mm -hmm. Um, 
As a recap, we all think this actually happened. Let's find out what the truth is. You think you've heard a story like this before? You might have. It's true. According to our research, a similar story happened in the Southwest in the mid-70s. Fact. Anything can happen in the Southwest. Anything can happen in the 70s. Wow. And when you combine those things... Lots of garage sales. <laughs> lots of garage sales. Lots of kids loving garage sales Another out there. Dumb lady. Yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. Right. Turning the gas you on. Know, yeah, trying to commit suicide <laughs> in her peaceful home. Her stupid mom coming in and ruining it. Uh, all right, let's go into story number three. Uh, the Weatherman is a story about this guy who increasingly just lies on TV to get the ratings up. Who would ever do such a thing? Uh, I think this actually happened. Jamie, Tiffany, you guys are with me. Chris and Joe, you guys think this is fiction. Let's find out what the truth is. Was this story true? Afraid not. God, it was written to it. fool you. Fiction. Can I just it say? It was written to fool you. Can I say, I've never gotten 100% on this show. But now that I have three in a row correct, I am getting a little excited. I'm going to burn your house down. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, or just leave on the gas. I also. Yeah, just leave on the gas. You, you are, you're Damn. with me on all of these. I okay, do. you have three too. I do. Oh fuck. Okay, because wow. I went against you I on every wh- choice. So I think that's true. All right, <laughs> let's get to the next one. Let's 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 go. I need. All to right, get this my... is called the sit down comic. The sit down comic is about a guy who gets backed over and uh, ends up being a wheelchair comedian, and then his manager or his uh his client who was he was the manager. Anyway, guys. Uh, <laughs> Jamie, you think this story actually happened and everyone else (laughs) thinks this is fiction. Let's find out what the truth is. Did a similar story to this one take place? Could be. But we made this one up. Oh Oh, my god! Guys, I I am one away. This fucking show. (laughs) I've never, well, I've done this well before, but I've never, if I get the next one right, we break records here. Let's calm down. Wait, did you get get that one right too? Not saying anything. (laughs) Story Story number five. This is called Room 245. This is the one about the hotel room. As a recap, I think this actually happened. Tiffany and Joe are with me. Chris and Jamie think this is total fiction. Good luck. Let's find out what the truth is. <laughs> Although this story has been updated for our show, it's based on fact. Oh. Place a similar incident in Paris at the turn of the last century. Fact. So that means I, again, am fucked out of my hundred. so what? weird because when she was like patting her mother's forehead, I was like, this is how they like treat people in hospitals in like Downton Abbey. Like, yeah. why aren't you getting some, <laughs> get some medical attention? I know. Have you not had a cold compress? <laughs> I mean, they are delightful. It's the it's dabbing, I think, yeah. that makes it seem old school. If, mm-hmm. if she just like laid it on her head, it'd be like, believable. It right. would have been fact. <laughs> All right. Is like there, is there anyone that only got one story correct? Me? Or did I get none? You no, got, you got number two correct. So, Jamie, you me. got one story correct. Um, did anyone only get two correct this week? Okay. Anyone only get three correct? That's a good one. Well, anyone get four correct? I got four me. correct. So did I. 
I got them all right. Oh. Joe, are you kidding me? I think so. <laughs> Joe. Before, Joe. okay, when we invited because Joe Chris and I Joe, were Joe. head to head, and then yes, we differed right. on the last one, I didn't want to bring it up to oh. five, five out of five. You should have worn those earbuds that didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> His first pair did not plug into the system. <laughs> Whatever. Oh my wow. God. Guys, we did it. We did well, it. Well, Joe did it, actually. Yeah, and Joe yeah. did it. I mean, I got four, and that's a really high score for me because I very rarely get four, oh, but it's man. completely overshadowed by a perfect score which I'm it's okay rare with. the perfect score is very rare yeah. you set yourself short you know it's yeah. good effort it's not yeah. that rare the old I mean, college track you know we've all, all we've all gotten yeah. 100 so i don't know yeah. how rare it is it's exactly like super so. rare okay. has anyone ever gotten zero correct oh, oh for yes, sure absolutely okay, tiffany and i think both okay, have tied perfect. on zero correct okay for just as impressive as okay, getting great. all of them right. i think so really? too yeah. thank you joe that's what i like today i appreciate it damn um before we go let's talk about uh joe where can everybody find you on Twitter mm-hmm. at Dolce, but not spelled like my last name, spelled D O L C H A Y. Perfect. And, That's yeah, great. My ramblings that you probably won't find that interesting. Awesome. So yeah. check out those. So ramblings check that out there. if you want things that aren't interesting. <laughs> and Jamie, uh, where can people find you? Uh, Twitter and Instagram at Jamie Gall or um, every Tuesday at 11 p.m. at UCB Franklin with Cardinal Redbird. Perfect. Absolutely. And I've seen, we've, Chris and I have both seen your show. It's multiple an excellent times. show. Absolutely oh, solid. Highly so recommend funny. it. And I follow you on Instagram and I love your Instagram stories. Just going to throw that out oh there. Oh my God. It's so great. Tell me uh, <laughs> Thank you guys for being here. That was so fun. Yeah. Yes. Thank you guys. What a pleasure. Joe, you're just like, were you just brushing your shoulders off? Like no, I was like, uh, wiping tears from my eyes. Oh, oh just yeah. getting you a little emotional. You are so cool. I feel very <laughs> like I need a Xanax. I just feel inspired. I feel like. You know, like a black belt ghost. <laughs> totally. Not as powerful totally. as a black belt ghost. You know, Kyle has gotten a, my way Kyle has gotten a lot of hundreds this season and he's sitting in Kyle's normal oh seat. So God. maybe the, it's the that, ghost of Kyle. Yep. so good and Wait, cozy and warm and my yeah. Wait, the ghost of Kyle? What do you know that we don't? Oh. Well, anyway, guys, All thanks right, so much for joining us. <laughs> he this was in week. room 245. <laughs> and until next week, this is Beyond Beyond Belief. Beyond Beyond Belief is produced by five friends living in Los Angeles. Our theme song was written for this podcast by David Russo, who composed music for the original series. Our introduction is voiced by Mark Winston. If you liked our podcast, subscribing and rating us on iTunes is one of the best ways you can help more people discover our show. All audio clips are strictly for educational commentary and are copyright their original creators. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Beyond Belief Pod, or check out our website, beyondbeyondbelief.com, to find show notes as well as our online merchandise store featuring custom artwork on t-shirts, coffee mugs, and more. Thanks for listening. Have any of you ever been sprayed with pepper spray? No. Have you? I've never no. been sprayed with it, but oh. I, I have sprayed it before. And like, if you, it, it is like intoxicating. Like if there's even a little bit of wind, it will like- It's going to get you. Yeah. Like even if you're like spraying it away, like it is potent. Yeah. Have you have felt the effects of it? No, but my mom used to have pepper spray in her kitchen and I would spray it into the sink a lot and see how long <laughs> I could do it without feeling it. <laughs> and then I got in trouble and I never did it again. Love it.